Last week, we started a new sermon series on the book of Numbers. In this book, we find the people of Israel camping out around Mount Sinai. They had been there for about a year after fleeing from Egypt. And now, God is preparing them to leave and to begin their journey through the wilderness on their way to the promised land. Now, this journey will require them to trust God and to lean into the guidance God offers. As we will see in our scripture reading, God wants to bless the Israelites and specifically bless them with support, direction, and guidance. And really, that's a blessing that I think we all desire because there are many things in life in which we don't know what to do. We, we need help. We need guidance. So with that said, let's listen to our scripture reading. I actually have three passages that I'd like to share with you today. I'll first read from Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 27. Then we'll turn over to chapter 9, where I will read verses 15 through 23, and then a a few verses out of chapter 10. So let's now listen to our scripture. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the Israelites. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. And then in chapter 9. On the day the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the covenant. And from evening until morning, it was over the tabernacle, having the appearance of fire. It was always so. The cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Whenever the cloud lifted from over the tent, then the Israelites would set out. And in the place where the cloud settled down, there the Israelites would camp. At the command of the Lord, the Israelites would set out. And at the command of the Lord... They would camp. As long as the cloud rested over the tabernacle, they would remain in camp. Even when the cloud continued over the tabernacle many days, the Israelites would keep the charge of the Lord and would not set out. Sometimes the cloud would remain a few days over the tabernacle, and according to the command of the Lord, they would remain in camp. Then according to the command of the Lord, they would set out. Sometimes the cloud would remain from evening until morning. And when the cloud lifted in the morning, they would set out. Or if it continued for a day and a night, when the cloud lifted, they would set out. Whether it was two days or a month or a longer time that the cloud continued over the tabernacle, resting upon it, the Israelites would remain in camp and would not set out. But when it lifted, they would set out. At the command of the Lord, they would camp. And at the command of the Lord, they would set out. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by Moses. And now in chapter 10. In the second year, in the second month, on the 20th day of the month, the cloud lifted from over the tabernacle of the covenant. Then the Israelites set out by stages from the wilderness of Sinai, and the cloud settled down in the wilderness of Paran. 
They set out for the first time at the command of the Lord by Moses. It always seems like I need some kind of guidance. When my lawnmower broke down, I needed guidance on how to repair it. When I wanted to make a couple wooden chairs for my patio, I needed guidance on how to build them. And when a problem developed with my computer, I needed guidance on how to fix it. Well, thank goodness for YouTube because it gave me the guidance I was looking for. YouTube is a great resource. But for matters that are more personal or serious in nature, I turn to people that I trust for guidance. You know, I turn to my mother and to close friends when I need guidance with parenting. And I turn to peers and mentors in ministry when I need guidance with pastoring. Now, my need for guidance is something that happens rather frequently because oftentimes there are things that pop up in life that leave me feeling like I just don't know how to respond. And perhaps you have a similar feeling. To me, it looks like all of us could use some guidance on how to cope with a worldwide pandemic and how to confront the racial issues in our country and how to navigate the current political season. Now, bundling all of this together has made 2020 a rather crummy year, and frankly, it's a bewildering time. We really need a guide that we can trust, and that guide is God. The Lord wants to lead and guide us through the wilderness that we're in. Now, the kind of guidance that God offers is rooted in blessing, and blessing is a central theme in the Bible at the very beginning. The book of Genesis opens with God blessing humanity. And then at the end, in the last chapter of Revelation, are the words, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words, the prophecy of this book. And in between, the theme of blessing pops up rather frequently, including here in the book of Numbers, as the Israelites begin their journey to the promised land. Now, in the year that the Israelites had camped out at Mount Sinai, God had blessed them with a series of new beginnings. The Lord gave them the law, instituted the priesthood, and then gave them the tabernacle. The priests were given the task of caring for the tabernacle, which of course was a portable sanctuary that stood at the center of their camp. It provided a place where God could be present to his people. Now the priests had an important job serving as mediators between their people and God. They had the responsibility of speaking on behalf of the Lord. And we see an example of this here in Numbers chapter 6, where they're called to speak a word of blessing or a benediction to their people. The scripture says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, Thus you shall bless the Israelites. You shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. These words tell us that God promised to do several important things that would help keep his people moving forward on their way to the promised land. God promised to bless them, to keep them, to make his face shine upon them, to be gracious to them, to lift up his countenance, and to give them peace. 
these actions make it clear that God is concerned with the well-being of his people. God wants to bless them. The word bless speaks to the work of God among the people of Israel and even beyond. A blessing, you see, is any gift from God that promotes the life and the health of individuals and entire communities. It can be physical in nature as well as spiritual. And part of the particular blessing that's given to Israel is that God promises to keep his people This is a specific blessing about providing safety to those who travel. The Lord wants to shelter his people from any kind of evil that they might encounter as they wander through the wilderness. We also see in this blessing that God promises to act in gracious ways like making his face shine upon them. In the Bible, the shining face of God is often contrasted with the hiding face of God. Psalm 13 verse 1 is an example of this. And one impression we get from that scripture is that when life stinks and things aren't working out the way that we want them to go, it can feel as if God has gone into hiding. But that wasn't the case with Israel when they began their journey. God's face shined on them. It was as if God was smiling on his people. After all, God had promised to be gracious to them and to do things that would improve their lives. But God's gracious behavior isn't limited to Israel. The Lord promises to lift up his countenance, which means God looks outward toward others and is gracious to them. Now we know from Scripture that God's plan for Israel was for them to be a blessing to others so that those folks could also experience shalom or the Lord's peace. The Bible speaks of this peace in terms of prosperity, happiness, safety, security, good health, friendship, and general well-being. God wanted Israel to experience all of this and more as they set off on their journey through the wilderness. Now the Lord would walk with them each step of the way, and specifically, God would bless them with his guidance. And this is made clear in chapter 9 with the fiery cloud, which signaled that God was ready to lead and guide his people toward the promised land. Now the first time we read about this fiery cloud in the Bible is right after the first Passover in Exodus chapter 13. The cloud served as a sign of God's presence. And it would travel in front of the people to lead them along the way. And when this cloud appears in chapter 9 of Numbers, it's a sign to us that the next chapter in Israel's journey has begun. Now one of the things that stands out in this chapter is the repetition of the phrase, at the command of the Lord. That phrase is repeated seven times between verses 18 and 23. Through this fiery cloud, God commanded the people of Israel to set up camp and then move out and then set up camp again and move out again. And on and on it goes. The picture that's painted is one in which Israel listens and obeys to every command from God regardless of the circumstances. This is a picture of a right relationship between God 
in Israel. And it helps us see that the guidance God offers is characterized in terms of command and obedience. Now through the fiery cloud, God invited the Israelites to follow his guidance as they journeyed through the wilderness. And the implication here is that without God's guidance, they won't make it to the promised land. And without their obedience, they will fail. I think it's worth noting that the Hebrew word for obedience stems from the verb to hear. So obedience to God involves hearing and listening to the word of God. The Israelites were expected to pay attention. They had to watch the fiery cloud to know when God was calling them to settle down and set up camp. And when God was calling them to move forward. Receiving God's guidance required their obedience. It required their active participation. Like the Israelites, God offers his guidance to us. But we need to pay attention and actively listen to God. Now, we don't always know what to do in life because there are many hard and difficult situations that don't have clear answers. But God shares his presence with us through Jesus Christ to help us discern the right path forward. Jesus is our good shepherd leading us toward green pastures and quiet waters and even through the darkest valleys. And the guidance offered isn't meant merely to help us make a decision. It's meant to transform us. The Catholic priest Richard Rohr has said that transformation more often happens not when something new begins, but when something old falls apart. And that's what was happening to the people of Israel. They no longer had a home. They were no longer slaves. Everything they had ever known was gone. But God was leading them to something much, much better. The Lord was giving them a new identity and a new life. But this would not come easy. Now when something old falls apart, there's a sense of disruption and chaos along with some pain. It can be hard to let go of what was, like an old identity or an old way of living, or even an old way of doing church. And when things fall apart, life does feel chaotic. And we'll do just about anything to to not lose what we had. But in these moments, God is inviting us to see that the old way of life really wasn't working out all that well. God is guiding us to let go instead of tightening our grip on what was. And I think Jesus was describing this sort of thing when he said, For the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Chaotic times lead people to either shut down and want nothing more than to return to the life they had in the past. Or it can lead people to change and to find something new. But the difference lies in what we call the spiritual life. Now, when we find ourselves stuck in a wilderness or stuck in a dark place, we're invited to listen for God's guidance instead of trying to control the situation and to cling to the past. And as we listen, we're invited to 
see new possibilities and new ways of living. This is pertinent to life right now because we don't know what to do about many of the big issues that are facing our world. But we can listen for God's guidance. And we can be obedient to the way that God calls us to live in the small things. Now we tend to think about the big issues of our time as how they've made such a mess of this year. And they have. But let's not forget that there are lots of small things in life that can be just as destructive. Things like lies, gossip, fear, and negativity. So as we try to discern our way forward, let's be faithful and obedient with the small things. Let's keep listening for God's guidance because we do need it now more than ever. And while it has been a truly ugly year, I encourage us all to keep living with hope because God is leading us toward transformation. And I truly believe something profoundly good will come from this time of wilderness because the Lord wants to bless us. Would you pray with me? Oh God, life is often confusing for us. And we don't always know what to do. We need your guidance. And so we pray today for guidance and how we should respond to the issues we face. Both the big ones and the small ones. The ones in our personal lives and the ones that affect us all. Help us discern what your Holy Spirit is saying. And help us respond with obedience. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen.